Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast. My mission in this podcast, in this life, in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please share, like, comment, review all the things. I appreciate you so much. And let's dive right in. Divine Your Life fam. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. It means the world to me to have you here. Before we get into the intro of this message in today's episode, I really just want to remind you to take a deep breath. I want to remind you that whatever it is that you desire to cultivate can be created right now in this moment. No matter where you are physically, mentally, emotionally, just by taking a deep breath, connecting to your heart, allowing your nervous system to regulate, to alchemize, to come back into homeostasis and bringing in emotions of love, peace, abundance, whatever it is that you desire to feel today. You are so powerful and we are so lucky to have you here. Today I have on Leah McLeod, the CEO of The Design of You. She is a human design expert, manifestation coach, and a smoothie addict and a self-help junkie. Leah is amazing. She has tuned into this tool of human design, which if you don't know what it is, just stay tuned. We get all into it. And helping people understand this tool to better understand their unique blueprint rather than trying to find success or operate under an umbrella or generalized structure. She left her tech job at a Fortune 500 company making nearly six figures to create the successful business she has today. She moved to Southern California. She's living out the life of her dreams with a sole mission to help people better understand their unique blueprint, which helps them operate best in business, manifest their relationships, and just act out in life in the way that they were designed to be rather than resisting or swimming against the current of who they are at their core. Uh, Human design is such a beautiful tool. I learned about it so much in this episode. It's one of those episodes that I really do suggest getting a pen, getting some paper, and then heading to thedesignofyou.com to download your profile so you can follow along along the way. We talk about manifestation, astrology, and all sorts of goodness in this episode, so you'll want to take notes. Without further ado, I'm so excited to bring Leah on again, as always. If you found this beneficial, please like, share, and let us know that you're listening. It's so important that we aren't just talking to ourselves here, people, we want you engaged. <laughs> Without further ado, Miss Leah, welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast. We are so happy to have you here, my love. Thank you so much for having me. It's just, it's so great to see you and you're glowing after your birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I love to start off every episode with a moment of gratitude, something that you're deeply grateful for in this season. Yeah. Oh man, that I didn't come prepared with that because I feel like there's so much I could say. I'm really grateful right now to have, I brought someone on my team a few months ago and, and I contract, she has her own company. So she's like contracted out. So she's not like a full-time employee with me, but yeah, that's, that's something I'm like really grateful for. I would say waking up today. It was like, that was the first thing I was thinking of. So good. And it means you're growing, right? You're expanding. There's, there's room for more. That's beautiful. Um, I'm grateful for, you know, I'm going to switch it up because we just had this beautiful conversation. The people that are in the seasons of life with me, where they're, where they are, 
Like I'm actually so grateful for the seasonal friendships and relationships that come in and just amplify and pour into the season of life that you're in. And then some of them may move on and grow in a different direction. Some of them stay forever, but just like the beautiful ebb and and flow of relationships, especially this one in front of me, like this divine connection and when and where and how we met and then how easy it's been and how it's just cultivated into what it is today. So just the the friendships that are easy and life-giving. And sustainable and just feel really, really good. Like, I feel like I've known you forever. So, so grateful to have you on the show. And I want to just, I want to dive straight the heck in. I want to know what you do, what your mission is right now, <laughs> at least because we're ever changing, right? But what is it that you're here to do and how did you get here and what was, what was the catalyst? So I'm a human design expert and I've been doing human design for quite a few years now. Um, And the story of how I got here is somewhat of a long one. So I'll try to keep it brief so I don't get into all the weeds. But generally, I've just always had an interest in in self-help, which I think so much of us do. And so many of us are really interested in understanding who we are, whether that's through, you know, working with a therapist or um, working with a a life coach or, you know, learning your astrology, taking an Enneagram test. And so I think so many of us, spend so much of our lives trying to understand what makes us us. And so we we do the personality tests and the things. And, and that was me for a long time. Uh, most of my life, I feel like I've been trying to understand like, who am I? And, you know, what's really interesting is through astrology, which human design is an astrology, it's relatively related, but we'll, we'll talk about that too. Um, but it's funny because so many people that will, they want, they think I'm an astrologer, but, but now that I know a lot about my astrology, it's funny because as I've gotten to know my astrology, I've learned that my past life must have had like a lot of, um, I've had a really long past life and I have lived many lives before this one. And I think specifically in the life before the one that I'm in right now, I experienced a lot of fame. And so I think like coming into this life in my North and South node, again, this isn't a part of human design, but just kind of, it's a part of my story. Um, learning about my like North and South node in astrology has led me to understand that so much of my past life was like in the spotlight. And so much of my current life is not aimed towards that. But I think there's been this deep trying to understand who I am because of that. And then not only that, I I do some psychic mediumship work. So I have some, um, some understanding of things that I've had to work through with with just like, who am I? And why do I understand people at a deeper level? And why do I tap into things? And why do I why do I dream about um, other people's lives and, and things that are actually happening to them? And so human design is a lot of work related to energy. But then I, I ended up you know going to college and getting a corporate job working in tech. I used to manage a development team for a big Fortune 500 company. And I loved what I did. I had a really great career laid out for me, but I was just ultimately like really unfulfilled. And I went on a yoga retreat and basically left that yoga retreat knowing that I needed to work for myself. I wanted to do wellness, a way for me to express the things that mattered to me on a personal level. So again, like wellness, mystics, energy, understanding ourselves and all of that. And at that time, I actually didn't really know what human design was. I think I had heard of it briefly, but human design, those of you that aren't familiar or are familiar, it's a very new system. And so I think I had heard about it on a podcast years prior, maybe like 2017, And I remember looking up my human design chart, which is based on your birth time and place. And I 
was like, okay, great. I'm a generator. And there was really nothing that existed online about human design. So it was like, okay, it's like when someone creates like a quiz and you go and take it and you're like, okay, now what do I do? And so it was like that. And I put it away. And then it wasn't until actually the start of 2020 that, well, we had a, obviously a big pandemic happen, but I was on Instagram of all places and a wellness influencer that I follow actually shared about human design and how she had this incredible reading. And I just had an immediate hell freaking yes. I was like, I, I was like, oh my gosh, that was that thing that I like got into. I found the screenshot on my phone of like, cause I had screenshotted my chart. Mm-hmm. And so I immediately was like, I'm going to book a reading with this girl. And like, so I, I booked a reading and I think there was a few weeks in between the time that I booked it. And then when I actually had that session. And so I ended up buying, which is actually sitting right next to me, this baby, the definitive book of human design, which is like my Holy grail. Um, and I just fell in love. I just got so deep into it. So by the time I had my first reading, I was already like kind of, you know, obsessed and into it. And I told the the girl that read my chart, I'm like, I want to do this. Like, I, I just know that this is like meant for me. And so she guided me through my entire um, chart and kind of educated me along the way. And then I was, I just was hooked. And I remember trying to teach myself for a long time. I had lots of spare time. My partner's a nurse. And so at the beginning of COVID, it was kind of scary because no one really knew what it was. And he was working in the like ICU with the COVID patients. And so we couldn't see each other um, because that was when it was like, we didn't know what this thing was. And so he was like working and I was just like, honestly, I had so much free time. And so I dove straight into human design and I took a, I decided it was really hard to learn on my own. So I took a training um, and then I took another training and another training and I started doing readings on the side. And I always kind of thought it was like a side hustle because I had learned a few years ago that like most millionaires have, you know, seven income streams. And so in my mind, I was like, this is just like my income stream. I'm going to start helping people on the side. And I I just loved doing that naturally. Yeah. It was like one reading to the next. And then it just became this, this, this thing, it became its own entity. And I, and then my story of actually how I've become where I am now is it's somewhat of a difficult road because I it was like, as I decided that I wanted to make this into a business, I ended up getting like a huge promotion at my job. And, um, I felt like I had a golden handcuff to like this corporate career, something I know about manifestation or that I've learned, because I am also really big into like manifestation techniques is that right when you're about to get to where you want to go, the universe will throw you a test to go. Are you, are you actually ready? Oh yeah. Like, are you, are you really ready for this thing? Yeah. And so I think it threw me a test. And I remember, you know, most people are so excited when they get a raise. And I think I was for a minute, but then I was like, ultimately just like felt a light dim in me Mm. because I knew that like I was called for something greater. And so I spent about six months after that, um, after getting that uh, promotion and and finally like had a breakdown and it was actually through a human design reading. Someone was like, how do you like tap into your intuition? How do you follow your gut? And because that's the way that my authority works in human design, my, that's my intuition. And, uh, I remember looking at them and being like, oh my gosh, I'm like such a phony because I don't walk my walk. I sit here and preach about human design, but I'm not even like living my truth. Yeah. And so I, I think it was almost immediately after I had gotten off that call, I scheduled a meeting with my boss and I, I just told, I broke down and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, 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 and I did like my career. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I was very much taken care of. I had this beautiful path laid out for me. So there was a lot of like grief that happened kind of closing that door, but I was 
I was definitely overworked and was definitely like, it just wasn't a soul aligned for yeah. me. Then fully transitioned into doing human design like a year and a half ago. And it um, so fast, right? It's like, it goes so fast. Yeah, I feel like I've been doing it my lifetime. Wow. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I had and, some similar story. It was like the second that I decided it was like, first of all, your body just stops cooperating, right? Like I swear I was having a three-year-old tantrum every time I was getting ready for work. Like I didn't want to do it. Like this career that yeah. went not so bad. I didn't mind where I worked and the money that was coming into like being almost impossible for me to motivate myself towards. And then you have no choice. And then you just, you're like, I have to just do this. And I don't know what it means. And then on the other side of that, the universe is like, thank you so much. God's like, I hear you. I see you walking with me and your purpose and I'm going to reward you. Right. But we have to do the hard thing first. I just want to validate you in that. And like how strong and brave that is, how easy it is to speak on now of like ending that career and that income and that security Mm -hmm. and everything that we've built up and around this this position of power and occupation to pursue purpose. Really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it it was very difficult. I mean, I I ended up um, being diagnosed with depression at one point, like just about um, a month and a half before I ended up leaving my corporate job, because I remember like being afraid of my thoughts. Like I, and I, I tread lightly when I say this, but it was feeling like, I mean, almost suicidal. Like I I felt like at one point, like in this transition that I knew I was called for something greater, but like societally, I had a lot of conditioning from my parents around like, you know, money and you being like in this career. And so I was so conditioned by so many people, like you have a dream job, like anyone would kill to work at the company you work for and you get to work from home and they let you do all these things. And I was so blessed. Don't get me wrong. But it was almost like the more and more people told me that the more and more again, like that light was dimming because I was like, no, like I, I have inside of me this, this company and this vision and this purpose of helping people through this beautiful system called human design that I need to follow. And the more and more that I shut that down, the more I just, I lost myself. Like there was, I was literally afraid to be home. Um, I would have to talk on the phone constantly because I was so afraid of just like my energy. Like I was so low and I mean, luckily I went to therapy and that all helped and, and I'm out of that. And it was so interesting because the last day of my corporate job, like I scheduled 30 readings that day. It was like the universe 30? basically rewarded me 30. I've never in my life scheduled that many readings in one day. Wow. And I don't know if like I, and I was That's not amazing. I was not great on Instagram at that point. I think I had 2000 yeah. followers. Yeah. And so I, I was actually nuts. And so I just basically, it was like the universe was like, this is where you're meant to be. And so, and so to tell everyone a little bit about human design, which I'm sure you guys are all interested mm-hmm. in, it's basically this system that um, is used to understand, you know, how your energy works, what makes you different. It's a self-awareness system. Um, and it's based on your time, date, and place of birth, similar to astrology. Astrology is actually like a somewhat small component of human design. Um, basically it takes into account like the celestial bodies and planetary themes, but mm-hmm. it's a lot different than astrology because it's not predictive. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's this beautiful system that tells us like what our energy and what our energy type is, how we make decisions, what our greatest gifts are, how our personality operates, mm-hmm. what our, um, what our life's purpose is energetically and so much more goodness. Oh, it's like, so it's the one thing that I've really read in life and resonated so deeply that I was like, no way. 
you know, like I think everyone has a little bit of skepticism coming into reading their astrology and their chart. So like, of course I can take sure. what's mine and leave the rest and everyone can make anything applicable. But human design spoke to me in such a way that was like, whoa, it was yeah. almost a little bit uh, hard to, to read because it was like, this is so me. And then it almost makes you feel like, whoa, for a long time, I was so frustrated by my multi-passionate multi-dimensional personality I was so frustrated that I couldn't pick a course and run it and couldn't stay committed to one vision long enough to see it through and then the more that I dove into my design it's like you you weren't actually meant to be that way you're actually created to shift and pivot quickly and move and and search out all the things in life that are fulfilling and try on all sorts of different things for size, but that's still even though I know that now it's still like but I still desire some consistency and I can desire some direction right and so I think it's like it's the more we know about ourselves a the more compassion we can have because instead of trying to fight Mm -hmm. up against our innate blueprint we start to run with it we start to use it to our advantage we start to fall in love with who we are and then from there we can actually choose and have some control over how that shows up right and how we how we become the active operator of that in which we were created to do and to be and all the things so Mm -hmm. I just want to testify to the people that are new to human design that this is something that I'm newer to but when I started to look into it it feels really resonant and really true and we'll get into what the energy types are and what that looks like and Leah knows millions 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 more than but we can use my profile as kind of an example and go through what that looks like so if you're inclined to look up your chart after you'll have some verbiage around what to look for yeah and if you you know if you aren't driving you can look it up now too because as we talk through you'll maybe hear some nuggets that are related to your chart but you can get your chart for free on lots of different softwares Um, on my site it's the designofyou.com and there's a link right there to get your chart. So for invitations or wait for recognition, they they absorb everything. Their aura is literally called like absorbing and penetrating. So they absorb energy of everyone else around them. And they have this way of penetrating through awareness to see things. They're oftentimes called the seers. And because of that, um, they sometimes want to tell people, you know, how to live their life. And so I, they're called projectors because they project onto people. And so it's very important for them to work with their energy is to make sure that they're appreciated and recognized first and invited in before they share their insights. Because when they do that, it allows their insights to really land and to have really positive interactions with people. Um, otherwise they'll have, um, sometimes negative reactions where people will feel like you're penetrating a little bit too deep into my to my aura, like you're, I, I didn't ask for your advice or <laughs> I'm not ready to hear that. So that's how the projector works. And then finally, reflectors make up only 1% of the population and they are our wise, um, our wise just observers and our mirrors. They're people who they feel the energy of everyone else around them. If you look at their body graph or their, you know, their soul print, it's basically completely white. It's wide open. There's no Um, so basically your body graph is made up of different shapes and like these little lines that connect them and numbers and their shapes are just completely white. They're open and they basically feel the energy of the collective. And then they amplify that energy and mirror it back to other people. So if you're around a reflector, you're going to feel very seen. If you don't like them, you probably don't like yourself, Mm -hmm. um, because reflectors will mirror things back to you. And, um, you know, the thing about being a reflector is they're so gentle and their environments are so important. They're very affected by the moon cycle. So they experience, um, all of the energies of, 
everything within 30 days. And so they have to give themselves lots of time to make decisions. And it's important for them to be in touch with perhaps their astrology or, um, you know, the, the cosmos and things of what's happening because they need to, you know, know what to expect and they're going to feel all the energies. They're just so innately tied to it. So that is the reflector. And those are all the five energy types. Do you have any questions on those, Brittley? It's so fun to like, to know my friend group. And as you're going through and speaking on them, it just like lands so true for all of them. Like my one reflector, because I have one reflector friend that's really close to me. I love to be around her because she brings out of me the things that I cannot see in myself. She's always like, you are this and this and this and this and this. And I feel like it's so true, right? Like it translates so purely and she is so gentle and sweet and wise and it's like and then I have the projector friend who goes around and kind of is the authority of the group and the leader of the group and people either love her or are taken back by how strong of a personality she has so it's fun to to listen to all those things um any questions no I think you explained that beautifully and it makes a lot of sense I think the manifest generator of course that's going to be what I'm curious about because that's my design but I also know all of most of my friends are man gens because like you said, they take up a, a lot of the population. And type and type attracts type. Like it's so funny yeah. the amount of people that they're like, okay, so manifestors only 8% of the population, like who I mentioned earlier, who works on my team now, um, she is a manifester and her fiance is a manifester and like five of her friends are manifestors. And she's like, how are we so rare? And I'm like, because types attract type. Yeah. And she's like, my whole friend group is manifestors. I'm like, yeah, because you guys are just all trailblazers. Like that's just what you yeah. attract. So that's my question. Is there such thing as a more compatible type? Like, are you more compatible to your same type or not necessarily? No, it's not. There's not one kind of combination that's better than the other. A lot of people ask me questions about like, you know, is this the right partner for me? Is this the right thing? And there's lots of ways to look at a relationship chart to see, you know, how energies work together. And there's definitely ways that like, you know, there could be challenges that come up or things that are, I don't know, better or worse, but there really is no, I would say hierarchy to like something being better. Um, Any type with another type is I think a beautiful combination. It's just about being aware of what your energy is and supporting each other and living your best life. You know, I love that. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, diving into other pieces in the human design. So that's the energy type, which is kind of the basis of what people know. It's kind of like the zodiac sign in astrology where people are like, okay, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a Gemini. And then that's what people usually know, but there's lots of deeper layers. And I definitely encourage people to get a little bit deeper into their human design because um, there's also this layer that gets into our um, personality, which is called your profile. It's, there's this two number combination. So um, if you looked up your chart, you'll see it listed right next to the word profile, but Um, If you're not, if you don't have it in front of you, but you may be familiar with your number combination, it'll be something like a two, four, a five, one, a four, six, a, you know, one, three, there's all different types of combinations. There's 12 total. And this is where your personality starts to come in. It's kind of the role you're meant to play in life. And actually, so the numbers are one through six. So I mentioned like one, three or two, four, Um, basically each of those numbers will either be one, two, three, four, five, or six on both sides. And each of those different numbers actually has a quality. So they're, they're actually called lines. So line one, line two, line three, line four, line five, line six. And so basically what I look at in a profile is I look at, okay, what are the two numbers that they have and what's the placement of those? And then there's generalizations about kind of that combo. Um, and I'm not going to get into all 12 of them because it would take me a while, but the thing to know about each of the lines, we'll talk about that. So if you have a one in your profile, you're someone who loves investigation and you love 
research. I call them the Googlers. And so they love to have a strong foundation of knowledge. If you have a two in your profile, you're someone who has lots of hermit energy. Um, you're very introverted. You also very naturally talented and you may be unaware of your natural gifts, but it's important for you to take time alone and to go into your shell and kind of go inward before you, you know, interact with other people. And then the three line, if you have a three in your profile, this is the martyr. It's like someone who experiences lots of trial and error, um, goes through lots of mistake making, um, someone who is very much a um, life experience, experiential um, wisdom is a, kind of tied to how they operate. And like, so they're the type of people that instead of like doing research, like I'm just going to you know, I'm going to go out there and get my hands wet and, yeah. and my feet or my feet dirty and, or my hands dirty or my feet wet, whatever the wet, hands dirty. saying is. Yeah. Whatever the analogy is, but basically like, they're like, I'm going to go do that to learn. Um, and so that's how, if you have a three in your profile, that may resonate with you. That actually might resonate with you, Brittany as well, because if you have a six in your profile, I'm going to jump ahead. The six profile is this wise sage, this role model, but they actually have three phases of their life where the first 30 years of their life before the Saturn return is actually more like a three. So they operate like a um, kind of like the martyr, like lots of trial and error, lots of experiential wisdom. And, and so if you have a six in your profile, that's the first 30 years. And then from 30 to 50, you enter a second phase of your life, which you will as well, Britley, is um, this phase where you will start to integrate. You're going to be like less concerned with going out there and, and, you know, trial and error and making mistakes and learning that way. You're going to be more like, I've been there. I've done that. Now I integrate everything that I've already, you know, experienced. And so you start to, you know, form lessons and understand um, the things that you've experienced. And then at the age of 50, you really hit your prime and not to say that you can't thrive prior, but it's really like you, you age like fine wine, the older you get, the more you really step into this role model where people are like, oh my gosh, like she's been there and she's done that. And now I want to learn from her. Mm -hmm. And so it just gets better with age. And you will notice that people are going to start to see you as a role model, the older that you get um, naturally. So that's a six. And then, so now jumping back to the four, which is also part of your profile, because Britley's a four, six. So we just mentioned the, the six, which has that kind of three energy for the thir first 30 years. And now moving into the four, the four is the opportunist. It's a networker. It's someone who loves connection and being, um, being like a part of their circle of friends and loves new opportunities again. And I always find people who have a four in their profile. It's like every job or opportunity that they've had is through their network. It's like through someone they know. It's like that quote. I used to hear this all the time in college. I went to like a really um, prominent, well, I didn't go to business school, but my university has a prominent business school. I went to Miami of Ohio. Um, if anyone listening has been there. <laughs> Farmer school of business is like a huge deal if you go there. Um, but basically they, uh, we used to always say this quote, like, it's not about the degree you get. It's about the hands you shake. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the four energy where it's like, it's about the hands you shake because that's how you find your jobs and your connections. And I mean, that's how we really met, right? Britley is like, we got at a retreat. So, um, and then finally, if you have a five in your profile, the five is the heretic. It's someone who is like this hero and the savior energy of someone who really wants to help and serve other people. They really desire to um, basically just serve others and solve their problems. And so that's the energy of the five. And then we already mentioned the six. So if you have any of those numbers, which are called lines in your profile, you're going to have some of that energy, the placement of the numbers matter. So if it's the first number in your chart, it's actually the way that you see yourself. And then the second placement is the way that other people see you. So mm -hmm. Britley may really um, resonate with maybe that four energy of like the yeah 
networker and connector um, because you really see yourself that way you're Mm -hmm. familiar with it while other people see you as like someone who's just like figuring it out like lots of trial and error and they're going to start to see you as a role model the older you get yeah it's so funny because before you explained the six to me and you were talking about the three I was like huh I can't believe I'm not a three because all I do is go out and learn everything the hard way I pivot so quick I try everything on for size I'm like you're gonna tell me that that stove is hot, but I'm going to touch it just to see if it's, yeah. I really just have to touch it myself. and make sure it's yeah. my mom, it, I mean, can you imagine raising me? It's like, my mom's like, okay, you're going to learn everything opposite of what I tell you to do. My Saturn return isn't until I'm 29, but I turned 27 three days ago and I feel different. Um, like, you know, not in three days, but like the last like few months has felt different where I'm like, okay, I actually want to experience still. And like, there's a lot of integration. Like, I feel like I'm already moving in that direction. I can feel myself wanting to like implement and integrate. And it's not more information that I'm after. It's like letting the information that I do know fall into the body into a way that I can start to teach it and like embody it and learn it. And so it's cool. Like everything you said applies so true and then it's interesting because I see myself as a master connector I've never had a job that I haven't got from my network I've never applied for something and then got the job it's all been introduction like you said mm-hmm. um and then other people seeing me kind of in that energy of, of figuring it just lands like it makes so much sense it feels yeah. so true well and you're such an old soul too like I can just feel that from you and and so it's and it, what I love to I love what you said first of all this the stove like if someone tells me it's hot I'm gonna touch it I'm totally stealing that analogy I think that's the perfect description of a three and I that's why I jumped ahead too because I could sense that that was gonna make sense for you and I wanted to say that because it's almost every time I explain it in that way there's someone that is like it's really interesting because I really resonate with that and I've had this even on Instagram before where I share about like recently I did I've been doing these posts and, and they're just like usually I do carousels of like you know, all the different things together. And I've been doing these individual ones on each of the profile lines. So like I did one that's like, I have a one in my profile, which means this. And then I did one, like I have a two in my profile. And I just did the last week I did, I have the three in my profile. And I think I had someone comment like, I'm a six, two, but I really resonate with this. And I don't know that they know, you know, about the the three energy. And so I find that this happens all the time where someone would be like, I really resonate with that, but like, I'm a, you know, four, six, or I'm a six, Uh two, or I'm a whatever. And so I'm like, well, this is why. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in, I just really do feel like you're such an old soul. Like it's just, there's something about your energy that just feels like it's a lot older. And you know, with the shifts too, that you're stepping into collectively, you know, we are entering a new age and like, we, we just had a massive astrological shift happen in, in March at the end of March, we basically went in, I think we just moved into the age of Aquarius. Um, and, and I honestly like, I'm not fully versed in all of this stuff because I'm not an astrologer, but there's massive things like happening universally. And so it's, I think we're all experiencing this big shift. And then the older you get, you actually, yeah, you're, you're changing, you're morphing and you're getting closer to that Saturn return. And I kind of feel like when we get closer to it, we also start to feel the energy. Mm. Um, oh, I just got chills. That was confirmation for sure. For sure. Yeah. I feel the collective shift. I think many people have, I think all of these synchronicities and coincidences that are really, I think God's divine appointments and his timing for us, but it's all coming together at a collective level. And I'm speaking to people that are like, wow, I'm going through the exact same thing. And I just experienced the same thing. And I just had that same conversation and I was, and it's, it's 
crazy. I mean, it's mind blowing for us all to Mm -hmm. be, and you think you're just attracting people, right? Which you are to some degree and you're in this space and you're consuming what you're consuming. So you're seeing it everywhere. And also the collective has just shifted. The consciousness is rising. And I think there's, there's kind of a, of why and some people are going this way and some people are going this way right and and in directions but it's cool that we can come down to this beautiful level of like this is why this is what's happening (laughs) and makes meaning out of it yeah and and I think that that's the beauty of these tools again it's like you know we can start to see synchronicities and I think that it's kind of like the the notion of faith is like we can have again human designs on a belief system but it's like we can have faith in ourselves and at least understand like parts of us. And I think that anytime we can build some sort of self-awareness, whether it's like universally or within, you know, who we are, then it allows us to be more confident or show up maybe a wholer version of us. And so like you were saying, like when you found human design, it was like, oh my gosh, this like makes so much sense. And like this language and like, I felt the same way. And again, like it might not be the system for everyone. I've really never worked with anyone who like doesn't resonate with their human design, if I'm being honest though. But Um, it's again, like this tool that allows you to go, okay, wow. Like I've always felt that that is me. And now I can walk confidently in that thing rather than trying to shut a door on it and shut a door on these parts of myself and, and same collectively where it's like, wow, I'm feeling the shift that's going on and okay, wow. I just found out like we're moving into this new, like energetic age. And so, you know, maybe, maybe it's not true, but maybe it is. And so that gives me some hope knowing that like, you know, there's positive things coming And like, this isn't something that I'm just experiencing. Everyone's experiencing. And I think that's how we are designed to use these tools. You know, I always say human design is a tool in the toolbox. Like some of us go to acupuncture. Some of us, you know, go see a nutritionist. Some of us go get a massage. Some of us, you know, go to therapy, whatever. And some of us like, are like, I need to remind myself who I am. And human design is my favorite way to do that. And so I'm going to look up my chart. Something that I sell, by the way, is called the Human Design Guidebook. It's a 95 plus page guidebook. I actually um, will, I'll have one for you, Brittany. Um, at the, I'll give it to you in a couple hours after our session so I can put it together. I usually do with anyone that invites me on their podcast because um, it's really this beautiful book that describes who you are and it gets into the deeper layers of your chart. So there's this whole layer that gets into gates, which are basically gifts that you have. It gets into your incarnation cross, which is your purpose. I even get as deep, which may not you, I'll be curious to see how you resonate. So part four of the guidebook gets into how you digest, how you nourish your body, what your strongest sense is, what environments you thrive in, um, which actually changes minute to minute. I know you're not like fully confident on your time. So I'd be curious how you resonate and maybe like check some of the minutes close by um, because it may or may not feel feel familiar based on, you know, the accuracy or not. Um, but that is the, those are some of the layers that we can work with in our human design. And so your guidebook actually goes over all of that as well. So I usually kind of recommend people getting one of those to, you know, understand the deeper layers. I love that. And at the very beginning of the podcast, you said, it's like the language to my soul that I couldn't transcribe. And it is, it's, our sole responsibility in this life is to get to know ourselves to such a degree that we can walk in our purpose and in our alignment in such a way that is empowering to others, right? Like to be the ripple. So I don't think there's any relationship more important aside from the one with God to the one with ourselves and getting to know who we are. And so this tool, like what 
I mean, what a beautiful way to just get to know the parts of you that you, that you might deny and distract, but are really like such pivotal, beautiful, monumental parts of you that make you different and make that unique fingerprint of yours so unique to this world. And I think a selfish question that I have about manifesting generators specifically, but I want you to apply this to your profile type and take, you know, the frustration that I have towards towards myself and the altercation for it to be, or excuse me, the altering of it for good in some part of your profile that you feel like is like, Oh, I'm that way, but why am I that way? So for me, it's like, how do I lean into the fact that I am going to pivot and change my mind a million times? Like, it's just, Mm -hmm. I've already done it, right? I moved to Denver. I was a realtor. I came back. I'm a trauma coach. I moved to Austin. Like I just move, 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 shift, 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 shift. I go all in on something for about two years. And then I'm like, okay, next thing. And I love that about myself. And there's a frustration because I want to, I want to be a wife one day. I want to find commitment in a relationship and stay committed to it and stay grounded in my relationship and rooted in that and in my faith. And I want to find a career that I can build on top of and maybe is multi-passionate within itself, but has a foundation, right? And so when we, how do we lean into the parts of us and who we are that are challenging and A, learn to accept them, but B, work with them? There's a couple different ways to answer this. And the first thing is to, to know that a lot of times our society isn't structured in a way that allows us to live our designs in the most full expression. Um, the world, I will say you and I are at an, an advantage. I'm a generator and you're a manifesting generator. And I would say that we're at the advantage that this world is sort of created for generators and manifesting generators in the sense that we are workers and builders. And I don't love the term worker because you know, obviously I I've also heard generators being called the nine to fivers, which like given my story, I'm like, no, we're not. Um, but it's why they say that is because we're the people that like build society. And we had a huge purpose in this world, um, in the, you know, 18th century, or I should say the 19th century and the 18th century. And now it's like projectors are actually kind of like the leaders of this new world that we're shifting into. And there's a whole conversation we can get into related to all of that sort of stuff. Manifestors were like the the uh, the first leaders of the world, the kings, queens, hierarchy. If you do their charts, they're all manifestors. It's crazy. Um, but so like, and then we moved into generators who had to build society. So they're going to be leading us. And so that said, with this sort of happening, we are, um, so when I talk about manifesting generators and how to lean into that, it can be hard because I think the conditioning that we're seeing a lot right now, especially for the many gens is, you know, find your, find your niche, find your thing. And so that noise is loud. And so it can be frustrating for you to continue to see that. And then you're like, well, every two years I pivot. And so you may not love hearing this from me, but what I'm going to tell you is like to keep doing that. Not only did we, not only are you manifesting generating, but we also talked about you having that three energy of just like trial and error. And like, you know, I always joke threes kind of learn the hard way, but like, it's not the hard way. It's like the way that you want to learn. It's like being on a roller coaster and you're like, I need to be on this roller coaster. Like it might, there might be bumps along the way and it feels chaotic, but like, I'm learning so much. And this is the way that I do that. And so I think that you are naturally going to be inclined to live that way until, um, I think you're going to hit a point where you're like, okay, now I, I, now I don't want to anymore. And you may, maybe that's what you're feeling some of that. And so I think, it's to daily check in to see, 
you know, what's satisfying to me and what's really frustrating to me and, and noticing those things. So a part of your human design, we have specific signposts for each type that shows us, you know, are we in alignment or are we out of alignment? I call these our alignment themes. And so for generators and manifesting generators, the sign that they're in alignment is satisfaction. So every time you're feeling really satisfied, um, you're wired for pleasure and joy and satisfaction. So every time you're feeling those things, it's an indication that you're doing something right. You're working with your energy. You're making decisions from that place. And so for you, you have a really strong gut. So you listen to your gut um, when you make decisions and, and you follow that moment to moment and you don't force things to happen. You just trust and you respond to, you know, this, this, the, this curiosity inside you. And so the more that you do that, you're going to feel satisfied. And the more that you shut that down, the more you're going to feel frustrated, which is your not self theme. So generators and manifesting generators, a sign that they're out of alignment is frustration. And so frustration is an indication that like, you're either forcing things to happen, you're pushing things to happen, or you're, you know, shutting down your multi-passionate nature. You're prioritizing other people's satisfaction above your own. You're not following what lights you up. You're doing what drains you. You're, um, your gut's telling you something and you're not listening to it. So those are all ways that frustration manifests. And, you know, when we talk about deeper rooted things like mental illness and things like that are, um, our frustration when that builds up when we're in our it's called your not self theme when you're in your not self or misalignment theme for so long you it starts to manifest into something greater that happened to me obviously in my story when I shut my light down and didn't do what I was being called to do and so sometimes it's like just paying attention to that a, a practice that I offer so the tool you can bring into your daily life is to get kind of comfortable with the satisfaction and frustration piece through journaling um what I mean by this is like a five minute journal, if you can ask yourself every single evening, simply, and you can do this week on a weekly basis, you can do it today and just look back on the last, you know, six months to a year, say what, what's really satisfied me today or this week or lately. And it may be as small as like the sun shining, or maybe like, you know, this interaction I have with this person or this project or this retreat or this conversation. And then also asking yourself, you know, what frustrated me today or this week or lately, and then, you know, getting really honest with yourself, it may be like, for me, something that I, I do this almost every single day. Um, and if you're in a group program with me, this is like, I have a journal that like literally everyone has to print and do this practice, but I will, um, something for me is like, I am, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, but my one-on-one -on -one sessions are frustrating me. And like, for me to actually write that on paper was like, I was like, wow, like that is kind of confronting because so much of my business is doing one-on-one -on -one readings. And so I'm like, how can I, I need to find a way to make this more joyful or to just like maybe not, you know, have those available anymore while I focus on other things and then maybe go back into that. So frustration is something to get comfortable with and to understand what is causing it. And then as you start to form this list, you can go line by line and go, okay, how did I make the decisions on the things that were satisfying? And, um, you know, how did I tune into my gut? How did I respond rather than force things? How did I just like surrender and let, you know, the universe or God like come to me and, and I just followed what lit me up. And, um, and so start to see a pattern and then, and everything that frustrated you, you may start to notice a pattern there too. And I really recommend, I keep talking about your gut because generators and manifesting generators have a strong gut, but specifically in your chart, Britley, like your authority is your gut feelings. And so authority is a fancy word for intuition. It's a thing inside of you that has the power. And so your gut is like, it has the power inside you. And it, it, when you have gut feelings as your authority, you have instant access to know when something's a yes or a no for you. So like when something's presented to you, your body's either going to feel expanded or it's going to feel restricted by it. And so it's up to you to tune into that 
And so pay attention to things on the frustrated list and try to remember when that thing presented itself in your, um, in your orbit and see like how your body was responding. And, and then you, you can start to, you know, flex that muscle and remember how it felt. Cause I can tell you about this all day, but you have to know what it feels like in your body. Um, so those are like my tips to kind of working with it. Um, again, like, I think you just have to embrace it and then, um, you know, try not to form logic either. Like the gut doesn't work with logic. It, it doesn't have an explanation. It, it just kind of is. And I always say human design is getting us to this place where we trust ourselves so deeply where it doesn't have to make sense, but we just know it's going to work out exactly what you said about, I don't know if this was in the recording here before we, we hit record, but you were talking about you moving to, you know, Austin and how everyone's like, why'd you move? And, and you're like, I don't know. My intuition told me. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I want people to get to a place of. And I hope someday we live in a society where all of us can say that exact line and all of us are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And right now we don't, because we're, we're always trying to be so heady. We're always trying to have so much, you know, reasoning and logic behind things, which logic is a beautiful thing, but I don't think that, I think there's every single person listening can have, probably has one moment in their life where they made a decision where they said the following, I don't know why I did this. I don't know. It made no sense. And everything pointed, if I put logic into it, everything was pointing in this direction. I was going to make a lot more money or this huge thing was supposed to happen to me and blah, blah, blah. Um, or this relationship was perfect on paper and my intuition told me otherwise. And so I followed it and everything else happened for me. And so that's what I want people to get to is a place of like, I don't know. I just trust myself so deeply that like, this is what my gut's saying, or, you know, some people are more driven by their instincts. So you're, there's seven different authorities. So some people it's emotional, some people it's gut, some people it's instinctual, some people it's about their willpower. Some people it's about using their voice. Some people it's about the environments they're in. So everyone has like their own mechanics, um, their own authority, but yeah. So that's the place that I want people to operate from. That's why I do human design. There's so many golden nuggets in there. I'm like, are you guys taking notes? I'm going to have to go back and take notes, but I want to <laughs> and I know, you know, we're coming to an end, but I want to double click into that too, because it's like my intuition and I didn't have this beautiful communication and connection always. In fact, I was chronically disconnected from it. I didn't even know how to listen to it. Right. So I was operating um, attachment styles, past programming, subconscious programming, stories, limiting beliefs, lies, projections, all of these things. And so if you're like listening to this and you're like intuition though, what does that mean? It will come and like what Leah just said is make an ongoing list, start to get curious, right? You just start with the frustrations, list them out. And then the next day you write your frustrations and then notice where they started. And the day after that, you notice where they started and what triggered them. And then all of a sudden you're seeing clearly these patterns of what takes you into frustration and what takes you into satisfaction. And then also like, what does frustration feel like for you? Like for me, it feels like I become immobile. I can't move. Nobody can do anything right. I'm irritable and I'm just stuck. Satisfaction feels like I'm deeply rooted in earth and in the present moment. And I'm consciously creating and making decisions from a space of clear clarity and clearness. And there's no white noise. So like, what does that feel like for you? And then attach those, those synchronistic things that happen to get you into those states and just start to be curious. I think I say that on every episode, just get curious. This isn't like a night and day you wake up and you're connected to your intuition operating from there. You're learning, right? That's why I have beyond today is like another tool to learn about yourself and deconstruct what is real, discern 
What is the story? What does the logical mind want me to do? But what is the feeling? What is the truth? And what is what is God speaking through me, right? And so yeah. give yourself the time and space and grace to get to know all of these things. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. They're just beautiful tools, like we keep saying. Yeah, yeah. and and I really love what you're saying there too, because it, it's a practice and mm-hmm. um, it no one does it perfect. Even like you and I, who are probably really tied to our intuition, I certainly have moments where I question myself or I make the wrong decisions and I'm really frustrated. We're designed to have, you know, the light and the dark. And so we can't have satisfaction without frustration because we wouldn't even know what satisfaction was if we didn't have frustration and to give insight. So projectors, they're designed to feel success. Um, that's their signpost that they're in alignment. And then when they're out of alignment, they feel bitterness for manifestors. They feel peace when they're in alignment and when they're out of alignment, they feel anger. You may notice some of those themes in you as well, Brittley. Um, they're not as strong as the satisfaction and frustration, but you being a manifesting generator, you may feel a keynote of peace and um, perhaps anger as well associated when you're in or out of alignment. And then reflectors, they feel surprised, delighted um, a lot of times too, pleasantly surprised when they're in alignment. And then they feel disappointed when they're out of alignment. And so those are like, again, just signposts to go, okay, I need to get back on track or... I need to get back in touch with myself, but no one does it perfect. And I think that that is something that a lot of us coaches need to hear too, because I know as someone who does like, you know, life coaching, I'm a spiritual life coach kind of, it's like a lower key thing that I do um, for those that like inquire, but um, I have a lot of time to remind myself that I am not a healed, perfect person and no one is. And so, but I think a lot of people expect these like healers and wellness gurus to, um, sort of be these like perfect people. And, and we're not, we we're all learning. And some of us have, you know, maybe learned deeper lessons at different times. And so we can all kind of help people through the things that we've experienced. Yeah. So beautifully yeah. said, love. And there's so yeah. impactful little nuggets in your podcast, the design of you, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, has breaks down these profiles even more. I'm listening to the Natalia Benson one right now because she's a man, Jen, just like me. Um, and oh my it, God, I love her. You break it down so digestible and there's so much information. So if you're just scratching the surface or if you're seasoned in this, you know, powerful tool, go listen to the podcast because Leah yeah. does an amazing job of explaining it just as she did here. And this was just like the very high level overview of the depth of each of these energy types and profiles and authorities, et cetera. So go listen to her. I can't wait to dive into my packet. I'm like, this is such a treat. I'm so I know. And, and it's a book me, all oh, about you. I know. I'm like, how of course my ego loves it. It's like, let's publish it. Let's it yeah, yeah. And people love to print them out. I would love to offer a way to get them printed at some point, but I've been exploring it, but, um, right now they just come as a PDF, but you can totally go to like your local print shop and they're beautiful. I literally put my heart and soul into every single one. Um, and, and so you'll have that. And, you know, really, like you said, we just scratched the surface. Like literally we just touched the beginning. There's a whole layer that talks and talks about how we work best, how we work, interact with other people best. Um, there's also layers that go into the energy themes that you carry your strongest gifts, Um, There's also layers that go into, like we mentioned, your purpose, your um, digestion, strongest sense environment, what motivates you, how you manifest. There's so many layers. So um, if you ever want to bring me back on, we can dive into the deeper layers as well. But, um, but also like, you know, your guidebook covers a lot of that too. And, and I think I'm going to have one-on-one sessions for a few weeks longer, but not super, not super sure if I'll keep them um, forever. So if you're listening to this, I'm sure they'll still be open, but I'm just putting it out there that those might be 
ending soon as I adjust my sales into uh, some new projects. One of the things I wanted to mention is I'm in the process of building a human design app, um, which I was kind of mentioned earlier when I was talking about my story. So it's so funny how things are all connected. Like, even though I was really frustrated in my past job, it had a purpose because I needed to be there to learn the skills that I am developing an app right now. Um, So there's lots of things kind of in the works on on my end, but um, but yeah. Well, as always, I can't wait to share my my human design book and the app as it comes out and please tell everybody where they can find you and tune into you and schedule a call with you if they're interested in doing that and where where you spend your time yeah um, I'm on Instagram I'm the design of you at everything so the design of you on Instagram the design of you.com that's where you can book a session with me grab your guidebook and Brittley I'd love to offer a discount code for your community so I'll send you that afterwards and um, maybe you can add that in like the bio or the the description of the show. And yeah, yeah so that way people can get 15% off their guidebook. Um, but yeah, so those are all the ways that you can um, work with me and find me. And I do, I, I'm teaching my first ever live human design course coming up, which is like my biggest announcement ever at the moment. So I have always taught in a mentorship style. So people have worked with me one-on-one and, and we I teach them that way. Um, that was, that made sense in that season of my life, but I've been being pulled and called to do a big course in human design. So I'm doing a six week live training at the end of the summer. I haven't nailed down the dates quite yet because I'm still working through the content of the course and I don't want to force anything. I want it to like be divine timing. Um, but that will happen. And then that will be offered as a self-paced course afterwards. So anyone wants to learn with me, I now am about to have the most extensive program ever. And I have taken, I think a dozen human design trainings with like all the prominent readers, all the international human design school. I've been in all of the, the learnings and I'm finally creating a program that makes the most sense for, um, for me. And, and I, it's going to be really good. Oh, well, congratulations on that, my love. And I'm excited to watch people be able to further these advances and be able to take this out into the world because it's so powerful. I'm like, hmm, I went in. (laughs) Yeah, come on, girl. And you don't even have to, like, you can become a reader after, like the program is to become a reader or you can integrate the information into a current offering. Like I've worked with yoga teachers. I've worked with astrologers. I've worked with, I'm an educator, Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with an NLP coach. So like, I have so many people who do other things that are like, I just want to know the system so I can bring it into my work. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also like some people are just taking it because they're just obsessed with human design and are like, I just want to like, like I'm a stay at home mom and just like want to know everyone in my life and my kids. (laughs) And I'm like, that's fine too. (laughs) If your intuition is speaking to you, you guys, your, you generators, man, gens, just listen in, lean in and find Leah, uh, the design of you, Mm -hmm. all of her uh, links will be in the show notes. We're so grateful to have you on my love. Thank you for being just a source of such wisdom and articulating it in a way that we can all digest, whether again, we're new or advocates of human design. I feel like this is a very, very um, informational and just tangible podcast for us to take away and start to reflect on who we are as humans and, and just lean into the beautiful uniqueness of each of us without that resistance of why we are the way we are. So thank you so much for coming. If you liked this episode, tag Leah, tag myself, share it everywhere. Let us know. Rate it is a huge way to just let us know you're listening and course it helps us go a long way and spread the word but it just lets us know you're here and you're listening and that we're making a difference so thank you to everybody thank you to leah and we will see you soon